the lockdowns were over and competition started again, I'm just like feeling the pressure, but at the same time, I'm mentally looking so stable in matches that everyone around me, you know, always makes some comments about it, how I look like very confident and how I uh, somehow seem to have everything handled at any time. So uh, the girl after asked me like, how the hell am I so happy? You know, I'm, I'm supposed to fight for the bronze medal and I'm just like looking so chill about everything. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, I make it to the bronze medal fight. Whatever happens, it's good. You know, I'm already doing what I love. I'm, I'm, I chose this to do this. So I'm not going to go on competition and feel like it's some sort of punishment because the competition day should be like, uh, you know, something like holiday and not a bad day. Our next guest is Andreas Teodinov, a young judo sensation from Serbia. After winning the majority of junior competition, including the gold medal at A of 2017, now she's making a furious transition to senior category. In her first senior year and at just 20 years old, she already won two bronze medals at Grand Slams and the silver medal at the European Championship. In this episode, we'll be speaking about the pressure coping and the importance of mental preparation for athletes. Andrea shared her preparation plan and the steps she needs to take to win the Olympic medal, something our team will also be supporting fully. Enjoy! Speaking, you're just coming from a big competition, uh, Grand Slam in Judo uh, in Israel and from Tel Aviv. So can you tell us more about how you feel? You came back with a bronze medal. Congratulations on this. So can you tell us more about this? Like, how do you feel now after another medal? Well, thank you for the congratulations and stuff. Uh, well, you know, uh, since like this year, I'm officially a senior. So I'm doing the big competitions now, like uh, as the usual stuff. Uh, I won my first Grand Slam medal in October last year, so it was like a big surprise even for me, for my parents, for my Judo Federation, for everyone to just uh, show up there and uh, be able to get the bronze medal. But to be honest, now going to Tel Aviv, I really um, somehow expected from myself and I would be disappointed if I came home without a medal. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, uh, it's, um, I don't know how to describe it because it sounds like I'm, you know, not having very high standards and stuff, but uh, I worked with those girls now and I know where I belong. So right now when I go to competitions like Grand Slams, I do expect the medals and I do, you know, always mm -hmm. want to get a gold right now, even though like, six months ago that seemed impossible for me but since I saw how I'm doing and how much I actually um involved on mental on strength on technique parts I really think that I'm ready for the biggest tournaments that's really great to hear like yeah you're very young so how was this transition from let's say junior to the senior was it smooth for you or 
you had a let's say uh, easy transition period from let's say from junior to the senior uh, competition level so for me it was really smooth even though in like serbian judo federation we had the issue that mostly we would have a like, good cadets and juniors and then we would lose them in seniors because it's like really hard to change the let's say childish judo to the senior level but i was lucky enough to like last year as a junior won the first grand slam medal then i won the junior championship european championship and after it i won the silver in the senior european championship which was like a big surprise for everyone uh, considering that uh, nobody ever won silver among every girl in serbia like i was the first the biggest result serbia ever had and i was still a junior so basically i <laughs> transferred to senior level even before i became officially a senior so it was really smooth for me nice nice that's really good to hear so like uh, speaking more about let's say the the mental part and the preparation how do you feel before before the game do you feel pressure are you nervous before the big match mm, let's see like Pressure is like normal thing, if you ask me. I believe that anyone competing and doing sports training and then competing uh, will feel the pressure because you want to show your best. You want to, if you don't concentrate one second, you can lose the match from someone who is much weaker than you and from someone who you are certain you can win. So you need to be in constant focus and therefore you can be like, under pressure like what if i lose my focus for a second and then i lose to someone i know i'm better but honestly like one year ago before the corona situation and stuff before the lockdowns and everything i would like have um well same pressure but i would um, it would affect my performance more but after corona i believe like after all the lockdowns and uh, competition starting again i was like just really happy to be there and i was like yeah i can do maybe win the really good people really good girls maybe i can win we don't know what to expect so it was like there was no competition say eight months i don't know everyone did train but i i trained so much so i knew i can win probably anyone so i wanted to show everything plus i was like really happy the competitions are back so i was like really under pressure but it didn't affect my performance because same time i was like really happy doing what i'm doing and i believe that i can uh, you know whatever happens it's gonna be good you know at least we are doing the competitions and uh since the lockdowns were over and competition started again i'm just like feeling the pressure but same time i'm mentally looking so stable in matches that everyone around me you know always makes some comments about it how i look like very confident and how i uh, somehow seem to have everything handled at any time so mm -hmm. but can you tell us your secret i mean is there anything that you're doing as a special part of the preparation on the mental side or it's just how you are <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's just how I am. Like uh, in Israel, before the bronze medal match, uh, you have they call you ten or fifteen minutes earlier 
to check the judogis and everything. And you are basically 10 minutes standing, waiting for the match next to your opponent. And plus it's uh, in a final block. So they have camera pointed in your face, like on a few meters away. So it's like really, <laughs> oh my God, you know? <laughs> so... Uh, the girl next to me that I was fighting, she was like really nervous moving all around. And I was like laughing because, you know, I felt embarrassed from the camera and stuff. <laughs> so I was like, you know, watching the coach, laughing, smiling. And uh, I don't know, like uh, I don't have anything. Uh, the girl after asked me like, how the hell am I so happy? You know, I'm I'm supposed to fight for the bronze medal and I'm just like, looking so chill about everything and i was like yeah but you know i make it to the bronze medal fight whatever happens it's good you know i'm already doing what i love i'm i'm i chose this to do this so i'm not gonna go on competition and feel like it's some sort of punishment because the competition day should be like uh you know something like holiday and not a bad day that's how I see it in my head, especially after the corona and uh, all the uh, bad times. So uh, right now when I go to competition, I really like to look at like, okay, it's holiday, it's day to enjoy the fight, so it's a day to show your best, but, you know, uh, just yeah. go with it. You, you know, judo, so just go do your thing. <laughs> yeah. Speaking about Corona, because it's a, an, an inevitable topic for us as well. Like, how did you feel like during this time? Do you have a chance to practice? And were you afraid as well because of this uncertainty? Well, let's see. We started like it was March or something when they started canceling the competitions. But it was like really hard. Uh, we are doing, I was doing uh, the trainings in January, February a lot. And we had some training camps. I saw that I'm really on a high level that I can fight uh, with the best seniors, blah, 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 you know, the story. And then I was super ready to show it in competitions. And then it was all canceled. Mm. And then it was just the trainings at home with my brother because they, we weren't allowed even to go outside and stuff. And uh, then they would like move competitions to july then they would move them to september you never knew if they're gonna start or not someone was, was saying that there will be no competitions at all until the end of the year so it was like we are training so much but we don't know for what you know we are i'm doing more trainings than ever because i have so much free time and i'm energetic by the nature so you know i can't really sit at home doing nothing so i was like doing three trainings a day like nice. crazy but i didn't know for what and for which period and i was like really ready for something but it was like uh, june or something and i know we won't have competitions all summer and it was like that that's probably the hardest part i had like to be mentally you know stable to you know keep doing three trainings a day even though i know i won't go to competition anytime soon and maybe i won't go all year but it was like hard but then you have people around you that mm -hmm. keep you motivated and reminds you of some small things in your life that happened and you push mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it shows a very good like uh, mental strength as well from your side. I mean, again, I'm saying you're very young and it usually these things comes with experience. But like, are you doing something extra specific like on the mental part of the preparation, let's say? Are you doing something before the important match or anything that 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 you can see beside the training that you're doing, physical trainings? Well, I like to keep like thinking positive about everything. Uh, especially I had the chance to talk with uh, one of psychologists and he did tell me that's a very important thing to do. So now when I know to focus on positive things, then I uh, try to do my best to keep you know, thinking positive, which I think everyone noticed because I'm super cheerful in competitions. And, you know, I just would play some music and um, sing along with it, even though everyone would look at me because I'm not the best singer. <laughs> but uh, What's your you know, favorite just... song for the competition? Do you have some favorite song or is it just random? <laughs> so, okay, my playlist is considered with Frozen uh, 1 and 2 songs, a little bit more of the Disney, and from League of Legends, you know, from their cinematics, they always choose some cool songs, so it's <laughs> most of those. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I go start running and singing Let It Go all the time. <laughs> That's <really> good, yeah. <laughs> it looks like it's working yeah <laughs> yeah for me it's working so <laughs> yeah and like speaking about let's say you're mentioning your opponent do you have some other examples of the people who are not coping well let's say let's say on the mental side and how it can actually affect their performance i mean i think we're seeing them all the time but none of none of us is speaking more about this so can you tell us more about if you have some uh, people from your environment or some examples that you have of the people who are not actually, who are maybe a great talents, they have a great skill set, but just on the game day before the important match or the uh, competition, they just, you know, don't perform well because they're not mentally stable or well. Uh, in judo, it's very easy to find those people because uh, we do have a lot of trainings together, even international trainings with other uh, federations and stuff. But like, I wouldn't now like to call it out by the name, but those person knows who, who I'm talking about. Like, uh, I know them on trainings, they're killing it. They're so much better. There's throwing everyone all the time and then on competition they would lose from the same people and they wouldn't just lose they would be like they they would like easily lose to someone mm. they are like winning easily on training you can't call it a win on training because on training you do a false match for four minutes and you know you don't throw once and then it's done you do four minutes so I know they are throwing 10 times in those four minutes, but then when they are on competition, they lose to the same people without uh, any, you know, big fights. So even they know that they have like a problem with uh, being too much under pressure, too much uh, anxious mm -hmm. and stuff. So it's, it's really, uh, I'm I'm feeling bad to see that happen to someone, you know, mm. because I know how good they are. I know they can win golds every competition, and yet they're staying without medals every time. Mm. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, actually, that's sad. But are they working anything? I mean, they also have coaches and clubs. 
like i mean maybe you don't know in details but like how important like uh, the clubs and the association are putting this uh, as a as a let's say a topic of the mental preparation uh, can you get support for example if you have a if you have a, a problem with let's say mental part of the game of the sport that can you can somebody help you out with this right now in general i'm speaking um well i'm gonna be honest about judo and uh, in serbian federation we never had like psychologists and stuff like that that was always on the coach and how he handled the stuff but still we are all very different I, like if i have some problem that uh, i'm gonna get anxious before some fight uh, the same coach can't you know approach the same way to me as to my friend or someone because we are all very different so it's it's kind of really hard job to leave it on the coach yeah you know next to the coaching and stuff need to watch out what what he's saying to me what he's saying to my other teammates and stuff it's like I think it's a big uh, issue and that uh, mm. we need to like pay more attention to that part because it's really also very crucial to the, you know, competing day yeah. and winning medals. Yeah, I understand. I totally agree with this. There are you. So, yeah, that's also why we are doing something like this. And that's why we are trying to promote more like working on the mental part of the game. So, yeah, I hope it's going to change. I mean, you're also bringing the change to this. You were one who also recognized this uh, opportunity as well. So I think it's, uh, it's, it's in the future, it's going gonna, it's gonna to provide even more benefits to the people. And uh, let's see what's going to happen about this, like in the next period. Like uh, speaking about the next period, like we cannot neglect that fact that the uh, tokyo 2021 is uh, approaching and i guess you're very excited about this so what's the current status for your olympic let's say qualification and plan well right now i'm qualified for the olympic games but like in judo the thing is we are uh, like on competitions like grand slams on european championships world championships we are gaining points and you know, if you have enough points, you will be qualified. And in judo, we are all collecting points until the end of June. So there is still a lot of time for me to go up or I hope not go down. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, anyone can start shining the way I did in the last few months. So they can start gaining a lot of points. So I'm just uh, trying to do my best and uh, win as much points as I can. And I'm pretty close to even get to the point where I have a lot of points. So maybe, you know, being near to seated on, on Olympic Games, which allows me to have um, easier, like, first round fights and stuff mm -hmm. to be, like, free for the first round. So that's my, like, go. But honestly, mm -hmm. I wasn't, uh, like... If the Tokyo was held in 2020, I wouldn't go because I didn't even do senior competitions. I didn't uh, have a chance to even chase the Olympics. So I'm not really in that focus like Tokyo, Tokyo, as much as I'm like uh, just to, you know, gain points because uh, if I fight well, I will have four or five matches and competitions with, which will gain me more experience that I need in the future. But, you know, if I'm worthy enough, 
I will go to Olympic. If I'm not good enough, then, you know, it's not a big thing to miss those Olympics. I, I want to go to Olympics and win the Olympics, not just go to participate. So basically, if I'm good <laughs> enough, if I keep winning medals on Grand Slams, then I will go to Olympics and I also then can hope for the medal. If I can't win medals on Grand Slams and stuff, I maybe will go, maybe I won't go to Olympics, but still, like, I know that my goal is not just to participate. So, you know, it will be nice, but uh, it will be like boost for my mm. motivation for Paris 24. Yeah. And which, what do you think you like? It's really a must have in order to, to for you to make sure that you reach the highest performance, like in Tokyo or in the Olympics. Do you see yourself as a more room to grow? And what are these areas, let's say, that you need to ensure to make sure that you can have a, let's say, a solid shot of, of winning the Olympic Games, which would be a great thing to have to do? Well, it's really hard to talk about this topic because everything is important like everything is so important to be in it in the place when it's about the olympic games it's just one day and you need to be both in good training but well rested but uh, get your weight uh, in order on time get your get mentally prepared for everything not to you know kill yourself or being uh, too much under pressure and stuff but still, you need not to be too much chill because you can't, uh, you know, be less um, cautious in the match mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it, it's really hard to talk about it. Like uh, Olympics are really special because mostly it happens that uh, the gold medals are taken by the people you don't expect. Mm -hmm. you know, it's it it's not. Uh, <laughs> well, it's it, it happens so often, you know, like someone who is not even seated, who is not in top 10 to go to Olympics, who barely make it to the Olympics and win the gold medal. <laughs> because they, you know, the day, that day they felt like that's it. And everyone else would feel like probably under more pressure and stuff. So. It's really hard to talk about, like, what yeah. should I work or not work? It's all mm. only to come together for that day. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay, we'll be here at Equanimity. I mean, we already mentioned this, but we are supporting you throughout this period as well. So you're working with one of our sports psychologists. And definitely, we're going to be supporting you all the way through the Olympics to ensure that we have at least some small, small part in this, let's say, pursuit of the Olympic medal. But in general speaking, what did you like most, let's say, so far working with our sports psychologist? Well, I like the fact that I didn't even know what to expect from the working with sports psychology. psychologist. Psychologist. <laughs> uh, but uh, then it was like everyone around me also didn't know what to, what should I expect, what, I, what will I do and stuff. They were like, Will he like cheer you up? Like, yeah, you got this or what? I was like, probably not. You know, I have parents to do that. So it was like a new um, new area where 
I can learn a lot. So I like that the, when I talk with Loka, we always have so much subjects and we always go from one theme to another to another. And I'm actually in a short time, I'm learning so much because, you know, when you don't know anything, it's easy to learn a lot, you know. Like after it, it's like hard to, when you're 70% of something, it's hard to make it to 80, but the first 70% go easy. And I'm really, uh, I really like that he's always and sending me some stuff that he finds online, that articles that he thinks that I would like, like to read. And it's a new area that I can learn a lot. And I really think it's like, at least it's fun for me, honestly. I, and I think it's probably working because I'm doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, speaking more about the support, you're also, uh, let's say, receiving support from the Olympic Committee of Serbia. Recently, uh, you won a special award. So can you tell us more about this? How much this award means to you and in general, the support of the Olympic Committee for your personal development? Uh, well, the thing with our Olympic Committee is that are, they are really well organized. Uh, I had the first chance to, like, I think in 2017, I started, uh, well, I won some serious medal in 2016. Therefore, I, uh, that granted me some budget for 2017 from them and stuff. But in 2017, we also had the uh, AOF. Well, the European mm, uh, Youth Olympic uh, Festival, where I won gold, but then we were all together. I was with the people from Olympic Committee, and I had a chance to meet them all. And I really like they're mostly, you know, all young, and uh, they're all very supportive about everything. You can talk about with them about anything. And so far, they did help me with any problem I had. I could always call them and ask uh, and they would always help and it's like really important like in judo we are small sports uh, but also we need to travel so much and with their help we can go to training camps to other countries do so much competitions and we can actually you know progress and uh, uh, level up <laughs> let's say so uh, with the last year and Corona and everything, I did some pretty amazing stuff with uh, three European medals in less than two weeks. And they were following my every step, my every medal. And at the end of the year, they decided to award me with a special award for uh, what I made in 2020. And it was like a really special moment for me, you know, getting a... Uh, or the reward from the Olympic champion, uh, them hanging out with me, reaching out to me and saying that was amazing because I didn't really realize what I did at the moment. You know, we had three competitions in two weeks. It was just everything going so fast that I didn't even have a chance to stop and realize, wow, you know, what's, what I have done and how it all ended. So it was like, it's really boost for confidence and for motivation for the next competitions. Yeah, that's really great to hear. Like, I think you did uh, some pretty, like you said, amazing job in the past period. Like, uh, considering with all the corona, 
things happening all around the place. So yeah, I wish you like uh, good luck. Like I said, we'll be here to support you more. And uh, like, I think this was a very nice conversation. So thanks for sharing some of these thoughts with us. It was very pleasant for me to hear and to speak with you as well. <laughs> Thank you for contacting me. <laughs> all right. Andrea's talent, resilience, and hard work is obvious. Her results do speak for themselves, and she's just at the beginning of her career. We're happy to announce that Andrea was one of the first athletes who worked with equanimity and recognized the importance of personalized mental skills training early in the career. If you like this podcast, make sure you subscribe and follow our social media profiles. Thanks.